This year is brought to you by TorahWeb.org. There's a theme that permeates all the Yom Tovim, and that is that each Yom Tov has its own theme. Of course, we know Pesach, we focus on Man Chirusenu, Shavuos, Man Matan Tarasenu, Sukkot, Man Simchusenu, and of course, Yom Tov have their own themes as well. But one thing is also clear that although there are certain times during the year when we're expected to focus on a particular theme, this in no shape or form means that this is limited only to that time of year. One would never think that we are only B'nai Chorin on Pesach, just as it is absurd to think that we only celebrate Matan Torah and Shavuos. If there's Hashem B'Simcha, something that, teach, that teaches us what our approach of Hashem has to be the entire year. And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us certain times during the year that we have to almost refocus. We have to use as times to charge ourselves, to instill in ourselves the significance of the messages of Chayrus and Matan Torah and Simcha, and use these as catalysts for the entire year of Avedis Hashem. But, nevertheless, there is something special about these times of the year. There is something that HaKadosh Baruch created into the Teva of Pesach that speaks to Chayrus. There is something about the Zman, Zman Mantarasenu, something about the Zman of Simcha Sayom, of Silkis, that is unique, that is different from the rest of the year. And the same can be said about the Yom Neroim season. Many of the themes of the Yom Neroim season are themes that apply throughout our entire lives. Kabbalah Samach Hashemayim, Tshuva, experiencing Yerushimayim, Dveikus Hashem, all the things that make up the essence of the days upon us, of course are not things that are limited only to this time of year, but nevertheless there is something special, there is something in the air, there is something unique about this time of year. And I want to try to focus on three different dimensions of the Yom Neroim season, to understand what is unique about the Yom Neroim season vis-a-vis these three aspects of our Avedis Hashem, and to highlight that these are three themes that very much play a role in our lives throughout the course of the year. But nevertheless, there is something special, there is something unique. There is something about these days leading up to Hashem Yom Kippurim that these three pillars speak to in a very, very different way. And the three pillars of the Yom Neroim season I want to speak about are the three parts of the tefillah that at the very end of that famous piyot, one of the most soul-stirring piyotim of the entire Yom Neroim, when the Sanat it concludes with a crying out, with a screaming out, Uchuvo tefillah tzedakah b'avinus r'ha I want to speak a little bit about tshuva, a little bit about tefillah, a little bit about tzedakah, but to understand these three components of the Yom Neroim in the world of Halacha, in the world of Machshava, as they play out throughout the year and how they play out specifically at this time of the year. So the mitzvah of tshuva, there is no question that tshuva is a mitzvah that applies throughout the entire year. The Rambam opens up because tshuva, without any mention whatsoever of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the Rambam begins by saying, Kishiyach Adam, a person is chaytei, so a chayt is a mechayev of tshuva. You know, there are many mitzvahs that have a certain mechayev to them. Some mitzvahs, mitzvahs that we prefer not to have to perform. 
If a person steals, so the act of gazelle is a mechayev of the mitzvah of Heshaz Gzel Shagozel. We're not supposed to run around trying to fulfill the mitzvah of Heshaz Gzel. We shouldn't have been gozel in the first place. The same is true when it comes to tshuva. Tshuva is not a mitzvah that in theory we would want to have to do, but kish yecht adam, a person is chayte, so he has no choice. He becomes obligated in the mitzvah, the eyes of tshuva, tshuva, vidu, all the nuances of what exactly the mitzvah of tshuva is all about. That mitzvah, there's no bounds, no limitations. It's not a mitzvah, it's not a mitzvah, it's not a mitzvah, it's not a mitzvah. And nevertheless, we do find that this time of the year, there is an added component, there is an added, added dimension to the mitzvah of tshuva itself. So it's the same fundamental mitzvah as all year long, but there is something pressing about it at this time. Yom Kippur is clearly a man of tshuva. It would be hard to argue that. Very often you can tell what the essence of the mitzvah Hayom is by looking at the Nusach HaTfilah and the Chazal instituted the entire vidoy that is recited time and time again throughout Yom Kippurim. And Vidu, as the Ramam tells us, the Yivichus Tshuva is, of course, a major component of Tshuva. Obviously, there is an aspect of Tshuva on Yom Kippur, much more emphasized than any other time of the year. There appears to be a Machonkis that we've shown him whether we should understand this added dimension of Tshuva on Yom Kippur as a requirement, as a mitzvah hayom, almost tantamount to Achilles Matzah on Pesach, the Tzilz Lulav on Sulkis. Is there a mitzvah sayom of tshuva on Yom Kippur? And if there is, what would the source of that be? Some suggest, literally Hashem Titaru. Perhaps Titaru is referring to a chiyuv, a mitzvah to be mitaris atzmoi. If that is the case, so then there is a special mitzvah, the Araisa of tshuva on Yom Kippur itself. Others are not so convinced. Loshna Rambam doesn't really seem to indicate that there's a special mitzvah of tshuva on Yom Kippur, but rather Tshuva Yom Kippur is an opportunity, says the Rambam. It would be an opportunity that would be wasted because the Rambam begins in the Tshuva that Yom Kippur is Kate Slich Mechil Yisrael. Since it is the end of this long period that begins with Rosh Elul, going through the days of Yom Naraim and culminating with Yom Kippurim, it is a great opportunity to do Tshuva. And therefore the Rambam tells us, if a person squanders the opportunity, that in and of itself is a terrible, terrible, irreparable loss. So whether you understand tshuva on Yom Kippur as being a mitzvah sayom, or whether you understand tshuva on Yom Kippur as being an opportunity that can never ever be given back, everybody agrees that there's an element of tshuva on Yom Kippur that is different from the rest of the year. And of course, as we mentioned, proof positive, the Nuschat Tzvila clearly bears this out. And there is also no question that the Aseris Hebei Tshuva Kishmam Kachu These are days of Tshuva The Rambam elaborates upon this in Uchos Tshuva quoting the Gemara in the first half of Masechus Rosh Hashanah where the Gemara speaks about the Gimel Svarim the three Svarim that are opened up in, in Rosh Hashanah the Tzadikim, the Rishonim, the Beninim and we all view ourselves as being the Beninim rightfully so that we have to view others as being Tzadikim That's why we wish everybody a on Rosh Hashanah because the tzaddikim are not only written into the books of life but are sealed on Rosh Hashanah so when we wish somebody else a greeting we assume their tzaddikim gemurim and their ksiva v'chasima toiva for ourselves we're not as comfortable for ourselves we're a little bit weary we're a little bit nervous and therefore we have to treat ourselves as bainanim 
And as a Bainani one requires to do tshuva at the time of Sarasim and tshuva. The Rambam has a startling statement in Uchash Tshuva where the Rambam writes that a person is a Bainani in Rosh Hashanah and therefore they must be Chayzim and tshuva. And if not, Chalil Chalila, then there is nothing else that can save them. And there's a famous question that is asked, what do you mean nothing else that can save them? Why don't they just do one more mitzvah? Because after all, you're a Bainani as long as it's 50-50. So why don't I make a calculation? I'm 50-50, I'll put on tefillin, I'll be 51-49, I'm good to go. Why doesn't that work? What's that over? The name of, uh, of Itzler, Itzler Petterberger. It's said over that a not doing tshuva, tshuva, is such a profound hate that it by definition is going to swing the balance in the other direction. The Rabbim tells us in the Chashuva that the cheshbon of mitzvahs and averis is not one-to-one. The person doesn't take the attitude, I put on film today, so now I can kill somebody. It doesn't work that way. There are certain chatoim that, that overwhelm a particular mitzvah and vice versa. They're not being crazy with tshuva during the Sesame tshuva when the Kaddish Baruch was calling out and, and giving us an outstretched hand for tshuva. The hate of not taking the opportunity is so profound. Says the Mitzvah of there is nothing that could ever save the day. No mitzvahs you could do, you could learn all the Torah, do all the Davin, all the Tzedakah, Sesame tshuva without being crazy with tshuva. There is no way to rectify the situation. So there is no question that Yom Kippurim. Is a time of tshuva, maybe it's a mitzvah tshuva, maybe it's an opportunity. So it's a tshuva, clearly an opportunity for tshuva. But Rosh Hashanah, which is in a sense, the beginning, the kickoff of the time of the Sesame tshuva, it's hard to know what role of any tshuva plays on Rosh Hashanah. What makes tshuva and Rosh Hashanah so difficult to understand up the because it doesn't have any of the regular trappings of tshuva. The Rabbi, the Yenivich tshuva, speaks very clearly about what is required for tshuva. And vidui is an essential component of tshuva, confessing one's sins. And nowhere in the Davin Rosh Hashanah is there any zeichel whatsoever, any vidui. And the one place which may, may, may almost masquerade as a vidui, avir wakeh chatal ufanecha, the post came to uh, acrobats to try to figure what does that phrase mean? It doesn't really mean chatal ufanecha. It means even if we're chayte Hashem is still amalaf, but we're not papacha. You don't do this. You don't bang in your heart. So he said, we're going to get a Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh Hashanah is not really a time of Vidui. So if it's not a time of Vidui, what is it? It is the first and the second of the Aserah Tshuva. So is it a time of Tshuva? Not a time of Tshuva. So at the same time that we're not reciting Vidui, we had definitely been chayzit Tshuva and Rosh Hashanah. And a riot grew from the Rambam. The Rambam writes, in Uchus Tshuva, the Rambam describes that the role of the shofar is that you have to wake up, you have to hear, and be chayzeh b'tshuva. So what does that mean? I hear the shofar in Rosh Hashanah, and I just kind of put it on hold, and I'm chayzeh three days later. Is that what it means? Or no, the sound of the shofar means to be chayzeh b'tshuva now. So what is the tshuva in Rosh Hashanah? Is Rosh Hashanah's man tshuva not the man of shoch? If it's not as man tshuva, why is there mitzvah to kishoifer? If it's as man tshuva, why doesn't it have all the trappings of tshuva with vidui in the works? Why don't we clap your chet and sing a sing a shalom b'ganu gazalnu on Rosh Hashanah as well? And I think it's clear that the answer is that Rosh Hashanah is as man of tshuva, but it's a very, very different type of tshuva. It's not a tshuva on the prote protem. It's not a tshuva on the details. That's reserved for us as tshuva. That culminates in Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur we go through the Aleph Beis. Aleph Beis is always indicative of Prote Protem. 
we cover ourselves on all bases, every Aleph and every base and every Gimel, and just in case the Al-Khayt Nusuch is enough, you can open up the Chayodim for each Aleph, you got another 20 Alephs under there. Yom Kippur is a time of Shuvah for the Pratim. But you cannot begin Shuvah on the Pratim Pratim. Shuvah has a prerequisite to it. There's a Shuvah on the Kualim, there's a Shuvah on the Ashkafa Sa'olam, on the outlook on life. It is almost futile to begin to be chosen with tshuva and the pratim when the klalim aren't there. And what are the klalim, what are the basic klalim that we have to be chosen with tshuva on? It appears that these are the three themes of Rosh Hashanah. The Malchus, the Chorus, and Shofros. Klal number one is Kabbalah Samalchus Shemayim. Is my life a reflection of Kabbalah Samalchus Shemayim or not? Zichronos. Is my life a reflection of Shavis Hashem and Egdi Samid? Do I live my life with that cognizance, with that realization that Hashem was watching and hearing and recording everywhere? And Shofros, do I live my life connected to that Shofar of He called a Shofar Holy Chazik Miod? Moshe Dabir will keep me in the end of a cold. The Shofar of Matan Torah, the Shofar of Hashem Sashchina, the Shofar that will culminate with the Shofar of Mashiach. Is that what my life's all about? Is that what my hopes and aspirations and dreams are? That's what you have to think about Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, don't spend your time thinking about, oh, you give out the clap al for Lash and Hara. There's plenty of Lash and Hara al that are around the bend. Wait ten days, you'll find every other al that's new Lash and Hara. And Rosh Hashanah, focus on tshuva of mindsets, tshuva of klalim, tshuva of ashkafa sa'ayim, ashkafa Reset the password on your Mahalach in life. That's the tshuva of Rosh Hashanah. So is Rosh Hashanah, is Yom Kippur, is this a time period of tshuva? Absolutely. Is there anything that I said so far that's not relevant the rest of the year? No. The rest of the year you also have to think about Kabbalah Samach Hashemayim. And the rest of the year you also have to be careful to be Chos B'Tshuva and the Pratim as well. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are focusing are setting the stage the same way that Lel say there we speak a lot, a lot, a lot about Yitzhak Mitzrayim and then we draw inspiration from that every day and every night every Kiddush on Friday night when we say those words standing in the same place that many of us stood as we picked up a cup of wine of the Lel and not all that long ago so we draw inspiration and we look back goes with us the rest of the year we give it a big push on Lel there. And it carries with us for the entire year. Rosh Hashanah, there's a Chazar B'tshuva and the Klolem. It's a big push. It carries with us throughout the year. Yom Kippur, we focus on the Prate, Prate, Pratem of Aravadis Hashem. And that sets the stage for the entire year as well. So is there a mitzvah of Tshuva and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur? The answer is clearly yes. Does that mean it at the expense of the rest of the year? The answer is clearly no. It is simply setting the stage for a lifelong goal, lifelong ambition of Tshuva. Moving to Tefillah. Tefillah is also a daily occurrence. According to the Rambam, it's actually a chiv gomel min ha-teirah. One is required to daven every single day, according to the Rambam. What time you daven, what words you use, where you daven, those are all the Rabbanans and the Rabbanans and the Rabbanans. But with the Raisa, there's a basic Torah Requirement of the Ovidus Hashem Balev Tefillah each and every day. 
The Ramban happens to disagree with that nuance of the Rambam and says Tfilah Minatora is not quite that. Tfilah Minatora, Bishas Chiyav is only Bishas Tzora, the time there's a specific need. But even according to the Ramban, Shomazam and Obach suggests that even according to the Ramban, of course there is a mitzvah kiyumis. When a person davens and takes out the time to speak to Kaddish Baruch, of course that's a mitzvah in Torah. The Machogis, the Ram and the Ramban is not just tefillah exists in Torah, but it's what's the nature of tefillah in Torah. Is it a mitzvah chiyuvis or a mitzvah kiyubis? Is it an absolute obligation daily? Or is it almost left up to the individual? If and when you do it, you fulfill a mitzvah. Almost like a marshal, we know that the mitzvah is matzah, there's a mitzvah chiyuvis to eat matzah to seder, and according to many, there's a mitzvah kiyumis to eat matzah throughout the week of Pesach. So the eating of matzah after the Lela Seder is not a chi of gomo with a shekel, but a mitzvah it is, according to many opinions, and that's what tefillah is, according to the Ramban. The first should point out that it's hard to believe that there's no tefillah in a Torah, according to the Ramban. Everyone's davening in Tanakh. The officer davening, Meshavein were davening. Everyone's davening through Rebbein Shalom all the time. Of course the Torah wants us to daven. Of course the Baruch wants to hear our voice. Whether it's a formal chi of gomim in a Torah daily or not is up for discussion. But tefillah exists 24-7. Tefillah is a mitzvah that's not limited to this time of year. Nevertheless, just as we saw in the realm of tshuva, there's no question that tefillah plays a more prominent role during the assessment of tshuva. It can be simply quantified by the length of the tefillah. Tefillah, obviously this time of year, is significantly longer, rightfully so. We know there are different hagim and different communities about certain piyutim, certain insertions and additions into the tefillahs. And many of us follow the practice, but most of the year of not inserting all that many piyutim. And yet Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, so many sona piyutim have made their way into our tefillahs. And the reason being, because these are days of tefillah. If you're not going to dive in the extra mile of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, when will you? So there's no question that Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are zmanim of tefillah par excellence. Not at the expense of the rest of the year, but almost setting a stage for the message of the significance of tefillah throughout the course of our lifetime. In the world of Allah, what is it unique about the tefillahs of Hashem and Kippur? Why is it Hashem and Kippur Ozmanic tefillah par excellence? So perhaps this is linked to what we mentioned before, the view of the Ramban, where the Ramban tells us that there are really actually two different kinds of tefillahs in Allah. There's the tefillahs of Rishos, the voluntary tefillah, the mitzvah where it's a wonderful thing to daven, but not obligatory. And then there is the tefillah b'teres chiyuv, b'teres chova. The tefillah b'teres chova is a tefillah that occurs during you may tzara, during the shas b'chava, a time of war, a time of famine, a time of illness. And the Ramban tells us that the source for this idea of tefillah b'yesar is a didn't have Torah, derived from the parish of the chatotros, of the blowing of the trumpets, tells us not only but other kinds of serious communal you made tzara require the special blowing of the chatzotzos. What is the blowing of the chatzotzos? What is the goal of the blowing of the chatzotzos? The Torah says very clearly in this character of Neshem Lekechem they're there that our zichronah should go up to Shemayim the chatzotzos are not to be blown and then stopped but rather you blow the chatzotzos and that becomes a mechanism to to inspire you to turn your heart to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Derech Tefillah. And the Chatzot is always accompanied with words of Tefillah. That is the mitzvah blowing. You blow out the sounds, and those sounds are accompanied with the words of Tefillah. That imagery of an Eistzara, 
of blowing and davening, blowing and davening, blowing and davening, of course, is something that's very familiar to us, that is Rosh Hashanah. That's exactly what we do in Rosh Hashanah, the Ikra Tkios, as I'll say, the Habrochos, it's the Tkios that accompany the Tfilos, the Machis, of course, and Shofros, although there are different Minhogim, whether it accompanies the Tfilah Balachash, even the Salish Manasri, or many of us have the practice only to blow Jorah Hashat. That's a nuance of difference. Everybody agrees that the Tfilos and the Tkios merge and fuse together. The Rav explained that just the very fact that we blow the shofar in the middle of davening teaches us something profound about the shofar itself. It teaches us what the essence of the shofar is, that the shofar ultimately is itself a form of tefillah. We don't find ourselves eating matzah in the middle of davening ma'ariv. We don't walk out of shul in the middle of davening and go eat in the sukkah. You don't do mitzvahs in the middle of davening. You daven and do mitzvah two different times, and yet Rosh Hashanah, we blow daven, blow daven, blow daven, because the blowing itself is a form of tefillah. So tefillah on Rosh Hashanah is elevated to the level of tefillah b'yesu, It's a tefillah of chatzaytzas, it's a tefillah of blowing. And what is it about Rosh Hashanah that requires of us to blow and to daven more than we would do the rest of the year? And the answer is because it's ein l'cha eis tzara Rosh Hashanah is a tremendous potential eis tzara. Because if Muhammad is an Ace Tzara par excellence, if war is the illustration of the time of Muhammad what if the war hasn't broken out yet, but it's being decided right now if and when that war will take place? is a time of din for kol not just for Klal Yisrael. It's a universal time of judgment. Every single person on this planet is judged. The whole by Medinos, as individuals, as collective nation units, as an entire world, it is decided what the tsaros of this year may or may not be. And that goof is an As the words of the Sanatokef ring out in our ears, we realize that we are experiencing a tremendous, tremendous potential Eistzara and in an Eistzara one turns to Kaddish Baruch does that mean one doesn't turn to Kaddish Baruch on a regular Tuesday in the springtime? No what it means is when you wake up on a regular Tuesday everything's wonderful and you're Davish Manasrei somewhere back, back in the back of your minds you remember there was once a Rosh Hashanah there was once a Yom Kippur there was once a time when I was shaking and trembling and maybe the same way that a little bit of that Lela Seder seeps into your Kiddush on Friday night, maybe a little bit of that Kiyah Shofar, you can still hear those sounds of the Shofar, maybe dim, but a few months later you can still hear them a little bit. And perhaps those tefillahs will have a little bit more inspiration, perhaps a little bit more Kavanah can be mustered up to run upon the inspiration of the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippurim. So the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are very special ones. It is a special time of tshuva and a special time of tefillah. Not, not at the expense of the rest of the year, but rather as a way to set the stage for the rest of the year. With tzedakah, the mitzvah of tzedakah is also a mitzvah knows no bounds. And when I speak about tzedakah, I'm not only limiting myself to the monetary tzedakah. Chazal tell us, Gilles Chassadim is even greater than tzedakah. Tzedakah is limited to aniyim, to poor people. Chesed is something you can perform, but on the chaveiro, with anybody and everybody, everybody always needs a chesed. 
And Chesed also doesn't only mean those grandiose acts of Chesed, the Bikicholim, the Nichmavelim. Chesed means a good morning. Chesed means picking up a phone to somebody who maybe needs a word of, a word of Chizuk. Chesed means offering to do a favor to somebody. These are all small tokens of kindness of Chesed, of Nusfasadim. They're all covered by the mitzvah of the Hathorech, all of Chesed ultimately subsumed under that heading. Everybody wants to hear a good morning from somebody. Everyone wants to hear a good word. Everyone wants to hear how are you doing. And those are the things to perform, to spread with others as well. So would anybody say that Tadokha and Chesed are limited to this time of year? Absolutely not. Of course, Tadokha and Chesed, 24-7. But there's clearly something unique about the Tadokha and Chesed of Hashem and Kippur. What is it exactly? What is it about these mitzvahs of Tadokha and Chesed that play an even more prominent role at this time. So perhaps part of the answer lies in almost the Nusuch. When we recite the Nusuch at the Chasim, at the end of the Bracha of Rosh Hashanah, the end of the Bracha of Yom Kippurim, and both in Shman Esrei and Rosh Hashanah and Kiddush as well. Mekadish Yisrael, V'yom HaZikaron, Mekadish Yisrael, V'yom HaKippurim, Similar to all the other Yom Tovim, the Kaddish Yisrael Ve'azmanim. But perhaps there's something very, very special about Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, prefacing by saying the Kaddish Yisrael. As individuals, it is very, very difficult to be chosen with Shuvah properly. In fact, the Gemara even distinguishes between the Shuvah Sayyachim and Shuvah Sayyachim during the rest of the year. And Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are times of Shuvah even for a Yochid. A person has the ability, Dear Shashem B'Matzah, to be chosen with Shuvah, and to accomplish great things, even as a yachid. But there is no way to compare the koach of a yachid to the koach of the tzibah of the rabbim. And Rosh Hashanah and Kippur forces us to almost unite in a way, in a very unique way, that maybe doesn't take place the rest of the year. There's actually a fascinating feel that we recite right before Kol Nidre to set the tone, the stage for Yom Kippur, we even invite those people who otherwise wouldn't come to shul the rest of the year. And we invite those people even in olden days who were perhaps put into cheyrim, who were excommunicated from the community who shouldn't be coming to shul. On Yom Kippur everybody comes. On Yom Kippur we're all in this together. Rosh Hashanah, whatever our differences are, and Klai Yisrael present themselves to Kaddish Baruch as a unit as well. Kaddish Yisrael, Yom Ezekoran. And as such, how appropriate it is that the vehicle of Chesed and Tzedakah, the vehicle of Vimiyachet Klal Yisrael, the vehicle that spreads love and goodwill within the Jewish people, is the vehicle that is used as part of our Avedis Hayoyim, with Tzedakah Mavir Nisrael but perhaps there's something else about Tzedakah that also is very apropos for this time of year. We find in several Nevuas to the end of the Nabi Yeshayo about how somehow the mitzvah of Shmira Shabbos and the mitzvah of Tzedakah go hand in hand. Very strange connection. The Nabi calls out to us it happens to be the Haftorah for Yom Kippurim we have to take care of the Aniyim, take care of the Avionim, take care of the downtrodden, the poor among us. And the Psukhan conclude with the Karasla Shabbos Ayinah Zadash Yamachubad. 
calling out the people to be more careful about Shemir Shabbos and Oynik and Kovit Shabbos. And although we understand the significance of Shemir Shabbos, we're not quite sure what the significance is in the context of the parasha of Nevoah, of taking care of the Aniyam. Tzedakah is one mitzvah, Shabbos is another mitzvah. What's the connection? But this is not the only place in that we find this connection. Because we find it also in the Haftorah for Tainus Tibor, for Mincha, the Dirsha Shabbi We also find about our Kaddish Baruch who calls out, tells the Nabi Shiel to call out to the Jewish people to be more careful in terms of Tzedakah, take care of those who need us more. And at the same time, we are called out to be Shomer Shabbos Mechalov, Shomer Yod Mechalov, Korah. The Navi praises the Shomer Shabbos in the same breath as praising the Nostat Tzedakah. What is the connection between the giving of Tzedakah and Shmir Shabbos? But it goes back before the Navi. It goes actually back to the Chumash itself. The Torah tells us in a few places, links to Mitzvah Shmir Shabbos, when they're taking care of those who are less fortunate, the Yenofish ben Amoschav Hager, the Zechar Tekiyev, and Yisav and Mitzrayim, all of a sudden, Shmir Shabbos is linked to Abinam Lechavero, is linked to how we take care of others. But what does that have to do with Shabbos? What ultimately inhibits us in our Avoda ben Am Lechavero is the feeling that if I'm in a better, whether it's financial position or any other way than somebody else, I got there myself. I worked hard. I earned what I have. The other person doesn't have it. Why should I share? Why should I extend myself? If they're all coming to me, that's exactly what the message of Shabbos is coming to combat. Shabbos says to us, week in and week out, you are not the burial of everything you have comes from a Kiddush Baruch everything is alone to you and as such it's on the condition that you share that wealth both financial and others with the less fortunate a person who is a person who hardens his heart and doesn't share with others doesn't outstretch and try to share and to rejoice with others is someone who in effect does not acknowledge that everything is comfortable Kaddish Baruch Hu. If you really truly believe that Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Bari Elam, then the corollary of that would be to share those gifts with others as well. And as such, Shabbos is the day when we commemorate Zecher of Isabracious, at the same time that we reaffirm that Kaddish Baruch Hu is the Melech Machim Lochim, is the most apropos time to reaffirm Dirsha Mishpah Basut Tzedakah. And perhaps the same is true for Rosh Hashanah. We call out, HaMelech HaKadosh. We declare the Malchus Shemayim time and time again. And Rosh Hashanah, Kedush Baruch now tells us to practice what we are saying. If you want to know, am I really your Melech? Do you really accept me as a Melech? Share with others. In fact, in one of the Rosh Hashanahs that is recorded in Tanakh, in the days of Ezra, the Psukhov described that on that very Rosh Hashanah, Jewish people were instructed share your food with others if you want to know how to celebrate Rosh Hashanah how to really put into practice the Kabbalah Sabbath Hashemayim when you misamech others and treat others with the proper respect and kindness that's the greatest demonstration that you realize you are not in charge you're not running the world 
you are simply a recipient of the goodness and the blessings of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. if you are a recipient then you can help others be recipients of that as well so the greatest demonstration of this time of the year is how it impacts on these messages unique to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur no are they highlighting Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur absolutely yes it's a time to be mechazek both as a vehicle of Achtas of Klai Yisrael because that's ultimately how we approach it's a time to reinforce because that is the greatest proof positive of Avedis Hashem so tshuva, tefillah, tzedakha we could talk about and give the shir any time of the year of course it is particularly apropos this time of the year but perhaps we can go one step further it is even more apropos on this particular year coming up. The Elul of Tavshin Pei, leading into Yom Naram, Tavshin Pei Aleph. The last words of Mavirin Esroi HaGazeira. There is no question that the entire world has been dealt a Roa HaGazeira of unspeakable proportions. No one short of a Navi in the wildest of wildest imaginations would have dreamt that as we gathered together last year Rosh Hashanah less than a year ago and we went through the Sadatokef and we spoke about Viba Magaifa nobody thought that really meant anything we went over those words like we go over the other words whatever we had in mind when we said those words nobody, nobody, nobody on this planet anticipated the Rag is Eira that has been dealt to all of us and continues to be a part of our lives. It's a time of Mavirin Rasul HaGazeira, it's a time to come to Kaddish Baruch Hu, the days and the weeks upon us. We come to Rosh Hashanah, we beseech the Kaddish Baruch Hu, Mavirin Rasul HaGazeira, the Rag is there and all the ramifications and all the consequences and even parts of it that we don't even begin to realize the history books will tell us in years and years from now the ramifications of this Rag is there in so many different ways and we've seen it in our own lives how much has impacted every aspect of our existence and the only comfort and consolation we can find is the Tshuva Tfil Tzedakah Mavirus Rag is there. that perhaps more than any other Elul more than any other Rosh Hashanah, more than any other Yom Kippurim. It behooves us as individuals, because the Rag Zaira has impacted us as individuals. It impacts us as communities. It has impacted us as part of Kol Boy Oilam. To beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to use this as a catalyst for the Tshuva Tzil Tzedakah that really should happen every day of the year. And really should happen every Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But maybe, maybe the extra boost, the extra push, each in their own way, and each person in their own individual way to determine what is the best way to be chosen with tshuva, without pointing fingers at other individuals, just look inwardly to ourselves, how to be chosen with tshuva properly, how at tefillah, this coming of the rhyme, even with some of the challenges, some of the logistical and physical challenges that may accompany them, but the tocha and the essence of our can be so uplifted, and so special, 
because they have the, that dimension of a Tzilubiyah's Tzara to it and perhaps we don't always have and the Tzedakah the opportunities of the Ram Mechavero that we've all seen over the last several months and continue to exist in different shapes and forms the messages of, of Avas Yisrael and Achtos and Ram Mechaveros are things that can only join together and help us in combating the rugs there she gives us a siyat to accept that tshuva, to accept that tefillah, to accept that tzedakah. And we can say, as Chazal say, that, uh, that all the tragedies, all the misfortune of this past year should be a thing of the past. We should all be zolcha to uh, us and all of Klai Israel, the entire world, to tachel shana of